the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. We have an amazing program for you today. Michael Matt, he is the editor of the Remnant newspaper. Um, That's a Catholic newspaper. He is a guy who I, I wanted to talk to because... There's a couple of things going on with the Pope that concern me and concern, honestly, many Catholics that I know. For instance, uh, the Pope is 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 playing footsie with the, the, the Chinese and he is destroying the underground church, which is essential for Catholicism or for Christianity to make it that the, the Catholic Church, the underground church is really important in China, and he's dismantling it. Uh, and he's also starting to cozy up with Russia. Uh, there's a couple of other things. Um, he, last weekend, he came out and said, hey, let's get rid of all of our weapons. It's, it's an interesting, it's going to be an interesting conversation. Uh, also, William uh, Friedkin Bill Friedkin is the guy who directed um, The Exorcist. He now says, I should have done that differently because I really didn't know much about it. He has gone out with a a real life exorcist uh, and and has gone through several exorcisms. He's got a new movie out. Um, and he says the real thing is absolutely terrifying. Um, we have him on the devil and father Amorth. It, uh, was released, I think on Friday. I have not seen it yet, but I've seen several interviews with him and it's a, it's kind of bizarre. So we have that coming up, uh, today as well. Let's spend a few minutes talking about Benjamin Netanyahu and what he did last night, 8 p.m. Uh, Jerusalem time, where he gave a speech to the country and the world. He started it in Hebrew, and then he said in Hebrew, I'm going to say the rest of this in English for the rest of the world. He made quite a presentation, and I, I don't know exactly what this means. Jason Petrill is with us. He is um, our uh, lead researcher and also military affairs and uh, foreign affairs. Welcome to the program. Thank you. So I'm reading stories last night on this, and it's story after story after story with headlines like Benjamin Netanyahu gives a bizarre presentation saying Iran is cheating on the nuclear deal. Uh, Israel is stomping on Iran, and it could bring one of the worst wars the Middle East has ever seen. Nowhere in here is a story that is actually talking about what he said and how dangerous Iran really is. Iran never shares the culpability in any of this. This was so amazing to me. It's always Israel's fault. And I, I like how it's, it's hilarious. They, they call this a bizarre presentation and how he switched from Hebrew into English. Well, the reason is, is because people in Israel, they already know this information Mm -hmm. and they've been screaming at us in the West, all of Europe, all of the United States to say, look, you're being misled, you're being duped. So they know that they had to switch that into English because that we have been duped. We were duped by Ben Rhodes, the Obama administration. They were doing this for, you know, about two years trying to get this thing through and they weren't telling us the truth. 
that is the entire reason for this. Now, all the pro um, uh, nuke deal uh, people are saying this morning that, look, hey, you know, uh, yeah, this is all true. We knew this information. All this information was already out there. But what's funny is the Iranians at the same time are saying, no, this is bull. This is all like false. Well, no, this is true. All of this stuff, Project Ahmad, which uh, Netanyahu was talking about yesterday, was the, the project, the military project to develop uh, weapons-grade nuclear weapons. And the weapons-grade nuclear weapons, so you know, um, he described a weapon that he claims they now have, right, that is a missile that the it is tipped with enough firepower that it is three or four times the size of the Hiroshima bomb. Correct. And but he he doesn't say that they actually have it. He said that they have the schematics and everything basically done, all the research done. They the basically the actual plans and schematics are sitting there. And they went to great to, lengths to preserve the knowledge too when they were supposed to destroy it. Right. And so and so the, now we're getting into information that we didn't know. So we knew all of that information already about Project Ahmad and all that stuff, even though nobody in the West reported on it, neither in Europe or the United States. No one reported on that. Um, but the information that we didn't know was that this, all this, all these schematics, all these plans, and everything were being held in secret, specifically to re-release at a time or to initiate at a time of their choosing. Now that's huge, and a lot of people are not talking about that. But basically, that was one of the reasons why Netanyahu and the Israelis did not like this deal because it was like a ten-year deal. Um, it, it there was no uh, guarantees that it was going to be re-upped at the end of it. It was basically kicking the can down the road. But if that is if that is their plan, then literally within I think we're about maybe seven years to go or something like that, they can instantly start creating those uh, those missiles, those nuclear tip missiles that you were just talking about. Instantly, they could start producing them. Now, at the same time, what is happening? What the other thing that we did not address in the deal was the um, the aggressiveness of the Iranian regime right now. They have moved all the way into Syria. On Sunday, there was another attack. We are having kinetic Israeli on Iranian conflicts. They've been going on for weeks now. I think there's been over 100 of those attacks in the past few months. You'd never hear about them. On yeah. Sunday, like I said, over 20 Israelis were killed in an Israeli F-15 uh, strike inside western Syria. Western Syria, not eastern. Like, we're getting closer and closer to the Golan Heights. Wait, who was killed? 20 over 20 uh, Iranians. Okay, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, you think you said Israelis. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's uh, that's kind of a big deal. You think that would, little that bit. would make a little bit of news? You get the Golan Heights. It's it's over for it's it's over for Galilee and in all of that part that that Christians, you know, know and visit and, you know, hold holy. It that's all gone. When you're up above, if you've ever stood on the cliff at the Golan Heights, you look down into, I can't remember the city, but there's no way to defend it. I mean, except for superior air power, but there's no way to defend it. They can shoot, they can kill, they can bomb, they can, they can do anything to you. The Golan Heights strategically are extraordinarily important. It's so critical to look at both Iran and North Korea in a similar light. Um, Iran pretty much did all the legwork, like like they revealed yesterday, that everything's done. The schematics are done. They can start building these weapons. So it was very beneficial for them to enter into the JCPOA and actually say, okay, fine, we'll hang back a little bit, give us some more money. Let us initiate stage two and start moving into Syria and taking over the entire Middle East, getting ready for like a full-on attack or an invasion into Israel. North Korea, the same thing. They've already done their legwork. They, they've done everything. They've done about six nuclear tests, missile tests. They've got a nuclear program and actual physical nukes on standby, ready to go. 
So it behooves them, benefits them to actually go into an agreement now and get economic sanction relief. It's the exact same scenario. I would argue that Israel maybe, I mean, uh, Iran is a little bit further into that because they've got a program that they're ready to initiate and start once they've got uh, uh, land. North Korea has already got the nukes. Now they're looking for economic relief and then they can hang back for a little bit and then do whatever they want to do later. Very, very similar. And it all revolves around a failed nuclear deal. Both, both situations, one's from the Clintons, one's from the Obamas. So what mm. people are not connecting is the, 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 the press refuses to look at the 12th Imam. And, and, and perhaps we should be ringing this bell every single day. Well, they hadn't seen the first 11. <laughs> I know. So, so they, they may not understand the 12. <laughs> 12. Um, but uh, this is something that they have to understand, the Imam of time. Because that is all that the Iranians are talking about with their people, and it's what they're using to whip up the Palestinians. Um, and th- this is a, I think something, I think something around the 70th uh, of Israel is coming. I, I think, you know, May 14th, Donald Trump is supposed to be there. We're opening up our embassy. I think that's a very, very dangerous time. Um, but I could be wrong. They're expecting 100,000 protesters uh, just on the border. Uh, it, it could be really, truly a nightmare scenario. And they believe when the world is washed with blood, the imam of time will come back and then he will rule the world. They believe that stuff and no one will pay attention. You know, the good thing is Donald Trump was there with me and Ted Cruz and Carly Fiorina and uh, most of uh, most of the uh, candidates, uh, you know, for president. When that deal was signed, trying to get Congress to stand up and not take that deal, don't allow this to be done. So Donald Trump was clear on this deal back then. I think he's still clear on this deal. I would like to know where did the president get the money f- from? He sent over, we sent over a pallet of what, 1.8, 1.4 billion dollars in cash. The president doesn't have a checkbook. Congress has a checkbook. Where did he get that money? Have you ever heard anybody ask that question? Where is that money from? Some slush fund? Because if the president has a slush fund, why doesn't Trump, Donald Trump just use that slush fund to to build the wall? Oh, I remember, because the president's not supposed to have a slush fund. Where did that money come from? And they wanted it in cash for a reason. So they could fund terrorists all around the world. We gave them money, and that now is blood money. It's really a dangerous situation. How does how, how much was this a, um, a, a, a you know psychological operation for the... Uh, Iranians for for Netanyahu to come out and say, yeah, we took, you know, basically a railroad car full of documents and we smuggled them out underneath your noses in one of your most top secret places. That's got to that's not sitting well. Not at all. I mean, (laughs) Iran is basically I mean, they're they're heavily infiltrated by the Mossad, uh, Israeli uh, foreign intelligence, heavily infiltrated. But I would not want to be in the Iranian intelligence or any kind of security apparatus probably in the next few months because they're probably doing a heavy, heavy purge. Another interesting part about this, because you, you brought this up, a lot of the information that Netanyahu talked about was known at some level. There are some additional details to it, but we kind of knew what was going on there a little bit. 
What's interesting to me about it, though, is while it was in the IAEA documents, much of it, it was not presented to the American people as if this was real. This is from the White House website talking about the historic deal that will prevent Iran from uh, acquiring a nuclear weapon. This is the way they, t- they phrase this. Here are the answers to a few questions you might have on how we will make sure that Iran's nuclear program remains exclusively peaceful. Remains exclusively peaceful? The IAEA documents outline it was absolutely not exclusively peaceful. And that's how they sold it. All the Obama bros, the Ben Rhodes of the world, all sold it to the American people as this was never happening, but this will ease your conspiratorial minds, right? This deal will make sure that there's no pathway for them to get there. It was not exclusively peaceful. The documents blatantly show that. Netanyahu's documents back all of that up in spades. And they don't, I mean, that is the, that is the big issue. They lied over and over again. And they admitted later lying and manipulating journalists to get this vision of the Iran nuclear deal out to the people. And you have to ask yourself, why? I mean, look at with, you know, I hate to bring up the Soros connection here um, and the Cass Sunstein connection. But uh, but look who was, you know, our ambassador at the U.N. And what were they trying to do? They wanted to destabilize Libya. They let Benghazi happen. They were shipping arms from Benghazi to where? Syria, to Syrian rebels. That's why our ambassador was killed. They're, they were shipping weapons to Syria. That became ISIS. That destabilized Syria. At the same time, they do this crooked deal with Iran, which strengthens Iran and allows them now to go across Iraq into Syria with Russian backing, destabilize with the Palestinians. This is all coming back on Samantha Power and Barack Obama. All of this. All of this. It's an interesting point, Stu, that you make, that it was always about their enrichment of uranium, stuff like that. But it was always a weapons a weapons program, mm-hmm. always for weapons. Mm-hmm. And that's what some of these documents reveal. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network.